Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guest and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 160 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Today, I am chatting with Jen Spiegel. She is the founder and CEO of Becoming Iconic and the host of the Becoming Iconic podcast. So Becoming Iconic is all about the real, the raw, and the vulnerable truth about being a female entrepreneur while weaving in the practicality of what it takes to design a life and a business that you love. So when Jen and I first talked about topics for this episode, it all came back to a lot of it was sales. How can we create a sales system in our business that feels authentic and not salesy? Well, starting into our conversation, we quickly realized that we also both have a really strong passion for helping mompreneurs. So you're going to find that this conversation today is a little bit of a really genuine conversation between two people who are extremely passionate about helping moms and moms in business, but who also want to educate you on this incredible topic of sales, which is really important in your business. So you're going to get a little bit of inspiration, motivation, and some practical advice you can apply into your business. So I'm excited for this week's episode. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Jen. So let's get to it. All right, guys, here I am with Jen Spiegel. I'm so excited you're here. I cannot wait to get into our conversation today. Before we do that, let's have you introduce yourself to everybody listening today. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Kendra, for having me. I'm really excited to be here, especially knowing that you are serving the mompreneurship industry and group and community because that is really, truly my passion. I have been an entrepreneur since I started having children. So it's been 15 years of growing adults, because uh, I have teenagers now, and also growing businesses. So I have been in the entrepreneur space for 15 years, helping and supporting women globally to build and profit and grow these exceptional businesses and lives. I live a this and that lifestyle. So a lot of times, I'm triggered almost by mompreneurs who feel like they are in a moment of choice, that they always have to choose between one thing or another. So one of the things I love teaching on is the and lifestyle. It is not a this or that. It is a this and that. And so that really led me into the passion that I hold and I carry and support women, thousands of women globally to really start to see their capacity, own their genius and step into their power. I love that. I love what you, I was writing down that this and that, because it's so true. I think we become as moms, we become this idea of like, okay, well, I can either be a good mom or I can do these other things. And I, I'm all about the idea that yes, you can do both. And I've talked about a lot here on the podcast that I feel like that having this business, this outlet, this thing that's mine is helping me to be a better mom. It's helping me to raise entrepreneurial minded daughters. It's helping me to be, you know, just a better person because I'm, I feel fulfilled. Um, and so I love that idea of like that and lifestyle of being able that you can have both things. It doesn't have to be a choice between one or the other. 
Yeah. Because we, as women have been told that we need to sacrifice something or suffer in order to be successful or be fulfilled. And I just don't buy into that narrative. I rip that apart. I believe there's a level of exchange, meaning that I don't watch a lot of TV anymore because when I have time, it is dedicated to my family. I'm a mom of four or it's dedicated to growing my business. So that is not sacrificed to me. That's an exchange. That's a choice. Women who, especially women who have families of whatever that looks like, we constantly feel this friction or tug of war of having to choose one or the other. And I just don't believe it. I think that is just something that we have bought into and in buying into that have created a lot of excuses around what we can hold. And I mean, can you just sit with as a woman right now, like us together and realize like how much we carry, how much we have walked through what our capacity is. It's, it's infinite. It's huge. And yet we want to lid that or believe based on somebody else's story or somebody else's experience. And we are so unique. Our families are so unique. Our missions are so unique. And what happens is when we start to let that, that rope dissipate, and stop feeling that friction of having to choose, should I be with my family or should I be working? And that constant guilt that we live in, Mm -hmm. if we just let that go away and breathe for just a second, what actually happens is everything is amplified. You end up being this exceptional mom because when you're there, you're fully there and you end up being this exceptional career entrepreneur woman out there sharing your mission and creating impact. And you realize that it actually fits all together really beautifully. Yeah. We just have bought this story. I don't know where it came from, but we certainly bought into it and I'm here to shake that up and I'm so glad you are too. Yeah, and I you know, I'm hopeful that with honestly like I try to find silver linings, but I feel like with you know, everything we've gone through in the last couple of years and we've all had to adjust to a different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And I think that it has opened up our eyes to the idea that like, it doesn't have to be again, the one or the other, and it doesn't have to be compartmentalized all the time. Like your business is part of your family's life, you know? And, you know, they, my kids always joke, they're like, well, when do we get to go see daddy at work? You know? And, um, cause he worked from home a little bit, but he's been in the office pretty much the whole time. And there were days like we would go up there and we would take him lunch and they would get to see where he works and stuff. And I love that. But at the same time, and there was a part of me that was like, oh, but they don't ask that about me. But I'm like, oh, but they're here every day. Like they see, like my oldest daughter wants to come to photo shoots with me now. Like when I have a photo shoot to go do, she's always like, well, do I get to come? And I have yet to take her with me, but I feel like she's getting to the point where she could come, you know, she could come do a photo shoot with me and be a little assistant for me and carry bags and, you know, help with whatever. And she wouldn't be in the way. And I love that that is becoming more of the norm, you know, the idea of like being on a zoom call. And if your kid's in the background, it's not the worst thing in the world, you know, and I spend some time on clubhouse and I love that there's so many rooms I go into where people are having conversations and you can hear like kids in the background asking for a snack or a baby starts crying or they're, you know, out taking a walk with their dog or whatever. Like, I love that, that we are now embracing this idea that it doesn't have to be your business is in this one box and your family's in this other box and never the two shall cross. You know, it's, it's like, no, let's put it all in one big box and shake it up and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. 
And that's such a big recognition and thing, something to realize because here's the thing. When we, like when you bring your daughter to that photo shoot with you, what happens for her is you become this model, this example of, oh, wow, mom is nurturing and loving and is there for me and tucks me in and gives me love and gives me kisses. But mom is also this really amazing photographer and has relationships. And I see how she treats people and how she championed that person she was shooting, you know, because that's a part of being a photographer, right? Is building the confidence of that person on the other side of the lens. And so I believe we have such a beautiful opportunity to really create big dreamers and dreamers who also believe in those dreams because it's not just vision casting anymore. It's they're witnessing us, these, these nurturing humans in their lives as moms step also into power and to see the marriage between those two things that we can be in our masculine and our feminine. And when we bring those two together, it's like, wow, it's, it's awe-inspiring. And it is for us as women looking and witnessing each other. But imagine these eyes that are full of curiosity and creativity and bigness. They don't have some of the stories that we have put, you know, in our backpacks and carry with us. I just think that it's probably, well, I know we're changing, we're changing the world right now as women. We've never seen women leaders like we are right now. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, I, I love all. And so I'm curious because you do have, you know, older children and it sounds like you started your business when they were very little. Yeah. So this is what they've known of the whole time. So do you, or, or I guess not so much do you, what do you feel like has been the impact of having this entrepreneurial parent been on your kids? That's a really good question. And this is probably one of the most impactful things we can talk about because as, again, we're going back to that guilt. When I first started, um, my daughter was three and my son was one and they're now 18 and 16. And I remember being completely soaked in guilt. I was a stay at home mom. So I was home with them 24 seven, but any attention I took away from them again, felt like a sacrifice, felt like I was taking something away from that relationship or with me in the dynamic as mother. And I really learned quickly to set up boundaries and to set up practices that supported me and supported them so that I could alleviate that feeling. Cause it just doesn't feel good. 
And my children really became a part of my business. So rather than separating, and you just spoke about this, rather than having these silo lives of I'm mom with this hat on, and now I'm over here as, you know, Jen, the entrepreneur life and business coach, I actually just put it all on the same plate. And I really allowed them to see and witness my myself and the good, not so good. And what I've realized is children who are raised by an entrepreneurial parent, but specifically a mom, they're very different. And they're different because they are surrounded by conversations that are uplifting. They only hear me. I mean, I am not that person that sits at the table and talks and grumbles about my job or the traffic or this person at work. I mean, there's just never been those conversations in my home. The conversations they hear are, oh, I helped this woman today start a business and this is her dream and her goal. Or, you know, I talked my client through this obstacle that she's in and I saw her work through it. And this is what she, you know, declared or found. And so they're, they're witnessing, they have heard really positive, uplifting, generous conversation. So they don't resonate and they don't really I find a lot in common with people who gossip and their friends who complain. They're just these children who constantly seek for opportunity or a way to shift things. They just are always asking really great questions. But the biggest thing I find and the word I use because they truly are, is they're the most tenacious human beings I have ever witnessed. I can't really talk about it without getting highly emotional, but I what my children have walked through and what they continue to walk through and the example that they now show me, I've never seen tenacity in a human being more than I, especially my oldest daughter, I've witnessed through her. And not that I take responsibility for that. That is her and her growth and her journey. There is a sliver of attachment to us working through that together, working through life together and what she has been a part of. So I, I love hearing you say that because I think, you know, you have children that are older and I'm still in the early phases of having kids that are just young enough to kind of start to understand what mom does and not just think, well, mom just stays home all day. And so it's really encouraging to, to hear like the positive impact that it's had on your kids, because I think that as moms, we worry so much about, well, we worry about everything, but we worry a lot about, you know, how are different things affecting our children, whether it's the the world around us or what's going on in our homes or, you know, things in and out of our control. And so it's encouraging to hear that from someone who has been doing this for a while, the positive impact that it's had on your children, because we all want that for our kids as well. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yes, no problem. And I'm going to just piggyback on what you just said with a story, if you don't mind, because I think this is a really great example. So my oldest daughter is 18 and I have a daughter who is eight. And the conversations I had with them when they were little were very different because my oldest daughter, she was three when I started to become an entrepreneur. And I remember having one of those sliding door moments with her at the time I was teaching spin classes just to get out of the house, have something to do. I got, I got a break. They went into this like beautiful daycare and I taught spin classes and I felt like a, my own person for a little while. And I remember one time driving to the gym and Gracie saying, mom, where are the cars going? And I was like, oh, you know, we're, I'm just making things up. Like they're probably going to the grocery store, or, you know, she's probably going to work or as making, you know, 
just making things up for her and playing in that make-believe world. And she looked at me with these big blue eyes. I'll never forget it. She said, no, mommy, daddies go to work and mommies stay home. Mm. And Ooh. there's nothing. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's mm-hmm. the fr- one thing I want to say that was, wasn't that I was like, Oh, that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But what it brought me to was this realization of, is that how she perceives the world that there's these places, these markers, you know, a woman stays home with her children, a dad goes to work and that's not who I was. I was always somebody who was a high achiever. I had left my corporate career to stay home with them. That was a choice, but I was also aching inside for more. I, I, I loved being a mom. I love being a mom, but that certainly is not my be all and end all. And I missed setting goals. I missed just striving for something. And that was the pivotal moment for me to start looking and seeking of what could I do where I don't have to put them in daycare or miss quote unquote, miss that time with them. And also still have this, this hole that obviously needs to be filled. And so I have to thank her because that conversation was really what stemmed my entrepreneurial journey. Now with my younger daughter, who's eight now, we've never had those discussions. Her discussions have always been like, what if imagine we could, we should like, there's these big ideas. It's so good. And I have to say that seeing that, because I mean, there's quite an age gap, right? That's 10 years, a decade a decade of growth in their mom and a decade of growth in how I show up in my home and what they experience through me. And I much rather the latter, you know, where I see a child really thinking outside of the box and, and not holding themselves back to anything and being curious and willing to try. Oh, it's, it's the best thing. And if we could just remember that as moms, because I think a lot of times we just we hold ourselves back from that next thing or that next stretch, because what if, what if I miss time with my kids, Mm -hmm. I want to flip that on its head and suggest, well, what if they end up truly benefiting, which we know, I think we can all admit if we actually think about it, of course they're going to benefit, but that your version, the version of you that happens and who you become on the other side of that is the biggest gift you can give your children. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. 
And then there's the community where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah, and I I was thinking about what you were saying and I was thinking about my own children and just even the difference between like my mindset growing up versus my kids, you know, and and looking back and I said this recently in another podcast and I think one that I was guesting on was that, you know, my mom technically was an entrepreneur. I mean, she ran a business. It was a family business that she inherited, but she ran the business for the entirety of my childhood up until I was in out of college and, you know, doing my own thing. And, but it never occurred to me that that's what she was doing, but it was the example I was presented with, but it's still, even then the conversations that like my friends and I were having as we got older about careers and what we wanted to do, it all still felt very limiting. Like it all still felt like we were kind of like, Oh, well, I'm going to go be a teacher or I'm going to go, you know, um, I don't remember what everybody else was going to do, but like be a a doctor or I'm going to go, you know, be a pharmacist or whatever. But it was always let's go work for something or someone. Whereas now I listen to my kids and I saw my two girls, my oldest one, she loves to bake and cook and do all that kind of stuff. And my youngest one loves animals. So they always talk about how the younger one's going to open a vet clinic and the older one's going to make treats. She's going to have a bakery oh, for, for pets. And she's like, yeah, and I can sell my my treats in your in your vet clinic and we can advertise your vet clinic. She's like, and I'm like, just the, the mindset of like, they're talking about marketing strategies <laughs> and they're yes. nine and five creating this world where they own their own businesses. And I love that so much. And I, I love that that is where we're at now that, that children have these ideas of, I'm not just going to go work for a vet clinic. I'm not just going to go work in a bakery. I'm going to have my own. And I love that that is how big, like you said, like there's these what if and imagine if conversations. I love that that is where that is is headed now. Me too. Me too. And I think that's just such a great representation of conversation in the home, right? Um, Your kids are also feeling open and free to share those suggestions and ideas with you. Whereas in the past, I was raised in a you know professional home, and it was just assumed I would go to college or university, and I would get this great degree, and I would go have this profession, and I would retire with you know a pension, and that wasn't at all what I saw for myself. And remembering, I remember making that transition and going into college. And I remember feeling like I disappointed my parents. Now I was rebellious enough and big enough in my confidence to be able to say, well, this is what I want. But I, I wonder how many people would have shrunk or dimmed down because they wanted to appease their parents. And I believe now we are really shifting that in the home where we are having these abundant conversations and our kids are now feeling that permission to start dreaming and feeling into who they truly are. I mean, they're their own spiritual beings, right? We've been gifted with that opportunity to to love them and be with them and, and share with them and, and guide them. But ultimately 
they're here to walk their own journey. And that to me is the biggest responsibility in parenting is that I, I nurture them to always be true to self integral, aligned and anchored into their soul. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's such a a big responsibility that we have as parents. So not to take this conversation in total, like 180, but I do, I, I love this conversation so much, but I also want to get into some kind of, you know, educational pieces here. And so one of the things when I was learning about you and the topics that came up was this idea of kind of breaking away from this traditional idea of marketing your business. And I know you have 15 years of experience. You've obviously become really successful at what you do and and getting your connection piece from where you, the information you have to the clients that need it. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that you have done in your business to help you to reach that client, that audience that you've so or so like trying to help. Mm, thank you. Um, building community has always been the most important piece of my entrepreneurship because for me, I have really big things to say, but if they're not being heard, you know, it just kind of is this whisper out there. And so I've always trusted in that. I've always trusted that if I lead through love, that everything will work out and it will be bigger and better than I even imagined. And so when I think of traditional marketing, I think of it as what could we do or say to convince someone to do business with us? I mean, I, and before entrepreneurship, I was a global marketing manager. So I've been in marketing for a long time. And so that was what we did was how could we create words, feelings that convinced somebody of something? And what I love and what I'm seeing now, and I do attribute a lot of this to female-led leaders, is a lot of our marketing now is turning into relational, is turning into service. And that is the type of business not only do I lead, but that's what I sign up for. I mean, it is like, I'm like a drug sniffing dog when it comes to this stuff. I can smell when someone is being sincere and integral and caring and wants to lead through love and service. I mean, you've got me at hello, but I can also really feel the energetics of someone who is looking at other humans with dollar signs on their forehead and ways in which they could become more prosperous and wealthy. And again, I don't judge that as right or wrong. I just have a very big preference (laughs) to one side. And so I know I'm not alone in that. And one of the things that my clients, you know, over the years have all said is they have felt so seen and heard. And that wasn't just when they signed up for a program or a course or mentorship with me. That was from the time we crossed paths and it continued on because I don't believe in transactional relationships anymore. I believe, especially in the coaching industry, we have such a big opportunity to pour out service and be generous in our love and our wisdom and our expertise. And when we do that and put all the emphasis and focus onto those things, everything else just naturally happens. So when I led my program last year called Soulful Sales, I know it was really revolutionary for the dozens and dozens of women who have participated in that. It was like their jaws were dropping going, wait, I don't just go into DMs and tap on someone's shoulder and tell them how great I am and that I have a program that can serve them. I can actually just ask them who they are 
and get to know them and maybe even learn something. And maybe it takes a bit longer. The process might be a bit longer, but here's what happens on the other side of that process. You have lifelong clients and relationships. Whereas the other one is knee-jerk reaction, emotional decision-making, sometimes manipulative. And so those relationships don't come to its fullest fruition because it was never based on integral leadership to begin with. Yeah. And I think we all know very well those messages that we get, you know, where someone, whether it's an old high school friend who reaches out randomly, you know, in your messenger and she's like, Hey, how have you been? And you're like, Oh, this feels a little, <laughs> a little yeah. off. Or the ones who slide in your DMs, and they're like, Hey, I had this great offer, or whatever. Or I saw that you, I get the ones a lot of times like, I see that you love helping women entrepreneurs. Here's some way that I can help you grow your fault. And I'm like, This is so. It just feels icky. And I think that that's a fear a lot of women have is they think, okay, great. I can, I can do the relationship part. I can do the, like, let's reach out. Let's start a conversation. Let's build this connection. But then it's that turning point where you've got to go, well, I do need to make money. I do need to sell my product or my service. And so it's that point where you're like, okay, but now how do I shift the conversation to here's how I can help you with the product service I offer and not have it feel that way. Mm-hmm. So do you have any kind of tips for, because I, you know, I think we all know now these days, like avoid the Hey girl messages. Like we get enough of that. We don't need any more like, you know, of that kind of stuff. But so I'll give you an example. One of the things I love to do is I will go into like Instagram And I will look for like under, you know, someone who is in the same niche as me, I'll kind of go through and see like, okay, who's following this person. Let me go see what they're up to. Let me see if that's just someone who would be an ideal client or someone who's already following me. And I'll go in and if they have created a recent like story. So if they have a story, an active story in the Instagram, I'll go in and I'll respond to it with either a comment, a reaction, you know, a, a quick message, whatever but that gets me into their DMs. And it's usually something like, oh yeah, I love that. I love the location you're at, or oh my gosh, that was a beautiful sunset you posted, or thanks for this tip. It was so great. And that starts the conversation. And then from there, it's a matter of, okay, now where do you take this conversation so that it doesn't make them feel like you're just in it for the sell? Oh, this is such a good conversation because I truly believe we'd have a lot more successful, prosperous women if we just got out of our own way in many ways with this, but there's also some strategy to it for sure. So here's my, there's two things that come up for me in this conversation that I think I could leave with people listening. Number one is everything must filter through integrity and what is integrous to you is really important for you to understand. And a lot of times I can even peel that further back into how would I want to be approached? How would I want to be sold to? And I know the mentors I have and, you know, our multiple five-figure, six-figure investments, none of them just dropped into my DMs. It was all over time, building trust, building relationship where I felt safe and felt like I could you know, really show up in their space and vice versa. So everything's filtered through integrity and everything's filtered through how would I want to be sold to? And sales is not icky. I 
love sales. That's why I teach on it. I think it is beautiful. I think it is one of the biggest yeses we can say to ourselves. And when somebody says yes to coming into coaching with me, or you have a yes for somebody coming into coaching with you, that is their first declaration and commitment to self. Like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I believe so highly in what I have to offer and my mission and my impact. And we can't take that away from people. That is a big first step for so many. So their yes in that sale is beautiful, but they also get to receive our wisdom and expertise through that. Yes. It's such a great exchange. I just think it's magical really, but we have coded that, or we have jaded that with some of those icky tactics that have happened, especially on social media. We didn't really have this before social media. Most of us had to build relationships and talk to people face-to-face and make eye contact and show sincerity. Whereas now, you know, we're all about the quick fix. I'm just going to hit them up on the DMs and share this. And, you know, my hope is that I cross my fingers and toes, they say yes to me. And so it's just, they call it a numbers game. And that is certainly approach you could take. But what if it became all about inviting. So that's my second point is when it's coming through integrity, the second layer to that is invitation. I love being invited. Think about hosting a party at your house or think about a wedding or a big event. And you send out those invitations and you'd send, don't send out those invitations going, well, she better say yes right away and send this back the day she gets it in the mail and mark off, you know, with guests. And we don't have those expectations. We send out the invitations and really we kind of let it go out there and whoever responds back are the people who show up at that party or that event. And what if we could be like that through our DMs? What if it could be the art of inviting people in and saying, Hey, you know what, Kendra, I was thinking about you and I see what you're capable of. I see the beautiful value you're giving to the world. I'd love to learn more about you. I'd love to learn more about where you want to go with this. And really when you, you can feel that energy, you can feel, wow, generally means that versus, Hey, I've got this program. I was thinking about you and you, that's a totally different vibe and energy. That's not an invitation. That's a tell. Yeah. And we don't have to be afraid of sales. Like I just want us to release it because it is not sales that makes us uncomfortable. It is the way in which we have either had it received or that we're going about it. It is not sales. We have always done sales. It's beautiful. I love it. It makes the world go round. (laughs) So let's just like get comfortable with it. You know, people say to me all the time, all the time. One of the number one things I run into with clients, I don't want to be salesy. Yep. I hear that all the time. All the time. And so much so that they don't even ask or share or put themselves out there because they're so afraid of being salesy. Well, what is it? What's the underlying thing? Have you had an experience where it felt really intrusive, where you felt manipulated? Have you had that experience? Well, yeah, this one time. Okay. So let's heal that and work through that so that you're not projecting that wound out into the world and not showing up and letting people see you and feel you. Or are you witnessing people around you? And that's shaking your belief a little bit. I mean, the coaching industry I stand in and for the coaching industry. I always will. But there are things about the industry that really trigger me as well and and ruffle my my feathers. And I know we can do a better job. So we have to also remember, I I always describe it as this way. When you go to a sporting event, there's always those dudes that wear no shirt, paint themselves in the color (laughs) of the team, right? And they're there loud and proud 
And that doesn't mean they're better. That doesn't mean they're bigger fans. That's just their way. And it's like that in sales. You're going to have those people who are just really loud and out there and it maybe turns you off, but that is them. That is not you. And if you realize, oh, wait, I don't behave that way or act that way, then that's when you can sink in and settle in and go, oh, I actually have something really valuable to offer and I'm just going to start sharing. Yeah. That's a great analogy. And I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest things I try to talk to my coaching clients. I talk about here on the podcast and through all my social media content is that it's all about finding what it is that works for you, because it's easy to look at how other people are doing things. You know, I I use Instagram and social media as a perfect example of you have all of these let's just say coaches, you have the coaching and you have all these coaches that are out there who are all doing things their way and saying like, okay, if you want to be successful, you have to go live every single day. If you want to be successful, you have to post every single day. If you want to be successful, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And when I see that, that's one of those triggers for me because I think that's your way. That works for you. You know, that is something that you is part of your personality and it fits with your, your brand, your personality, who you are is at the core of who you, you know, of your being. And that's not everybody, you know, and I am here to stand up for people who are like, you know what, I want to build my business my way. And that means that might look like taking a little bit from here and taking a little bit from there and doing it in a way that feels comfortable for me. And so I love that you're saying that, that you do have to kind of go the loud and the proud may not be your style, And maybe it is own that. Maybe it's more of the quiet, like start a conversation, build that relationship, you know, find ways that feel good to you. And that's how you do that. But whatever it is that that feels like you said, the integrity piece, whatever feels that to you is what you lean into. And I love, love, love hearing you say that because that's exactly how I feel too, is that we should not try to put ourselves into a mold of what somebody else is doing when they are a completely different type a person than we are. hundred percent leadership. Yeah. It's just leadership leading ourselves. And I mean, I'm shifting the paradigm in that. I, I, I believe it. And so are you, because here's the thing. I was actually just having a conversation with my executive team this morning about this and saying, I'm noticing a trend. And so this speaks to what you just said is people are paying a lot of attention to strategy, you know, posting every day, algorithms, um, need to have a landing page, uh, like the, the bells and whistles of a business, which all have their place. So I'm not disregarding those things. Okay. I need to be really clear, but that doesn't come before personal leadership. And that's what I teach a lot on is energetics. Who are you? Because you could have the most incredible social media strategy, but if you are not coming from an integral place, an aligned place, if you're forcing things, if you're doing things because you think you should, the energy you're putting through that post, people can feel it. We think we're, we're fooling people. We think we're fooling ourselves. Like, oh, I have to post today. So we're slapping stuff out there because we think we should versus maybe if you just paused for a second and didn't post today, but really put thought into what you wanted to say and really spoke through your heart so she could feel you and mm-hmm. feel how sincere, feel how convicted you were behind that post, that energy, those are the ones that go viral. Those are the ones where all of a sudden you have new followers or more likes than usual. And you might scratch your head and go, well, what was it? I don't get it. Why did I get more traction on that? 99.9% of the time, 
It's because you were different putting that out into the world. And that is what has to lead your life and business. Who are you behind all of these strategies? Yeah. I did an Instagram story a while back where I was talking about how there was a trend and it's, I don't know, by the time this comes out, hopefully it'll be gone, but there was a trending audio on Instagram reels and TikTok where it was like, what do you do when you don't feel like, you know, doing you the work day? And it was like, the response was fake it. Like you just fake it yes. till, you, till you feel it kind of thing. And I think that that has its place in some degree, but I was having a really rough week. I was just like overwhelmed and exhausted and just kind of feeling a little bit down. And I was like, I don't have the energy in me today, this week to put myself out there on social media. And so I took a break and it wasn't like a a planned, I'm going to take a break. It was like, I just, I know that if I, like you said, if I just throw something out there, it's going to be not what people need to hear. It's not going to have the the power behind it, the emotion behind it. And so I didn't. And I got on my Instagram stories and I said, you know what? I could have come on here and I could have faked it until I felt it. I was like, but that's not what I want for you. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to fake it until you feel it just to put out content on social media. Like, that's not how this works. And you know, there were a lot of people who were like, thank you for saying that. Like, I do feel like that sometimes I have to kind of follow that. Like, okay, well, I don't feel like posting today, so I'm just not going to, or I mean, so I'm going to anyway, but it's going to be crap. And I do think that like, you know, I mean, there are people who say like, okay, well, I don't feel like working out today, but you should probably still do it anyway. <laughs> There's different scenarios, but I think when it comes to, like you said, the energy behind what you're doing needs to be energy that is going to be moving people forward. You know, like that's why I love batch creating. When I get in those moods of like, I feel excited. I have things to say. I am motivated. I'm energetic. I'm going to go create a bunch of content and schedule it out. So it's ready to go. And so that, yeah, if two days down the road, I feel like crap and I don't want to do it and I'm having a down day, I've already created the thing that is going to have that energy behind it. Mm, Bravo. So good. So good. Yeah. Fake it till you make it just leads into, well, we're not, we're not in integrity because we're faking. We're pretending. Um, one of my most viral posts was actually faith it until you make it. So sometimes it just comes back to faith, faith in ourselves. And what I learned through you just now too, which I love and want to recognize is just asking ourselves, what do we desire in this moment? I ask myself that all the time, even when it comes to workouts, you know, it's like, no, you must work out every day okay, I get the act of discipline because I love discipline and I love consistency. But what if that day I'm just not feeling like a run and I'm forcing it and I injure myself or I deplete myself even further of energy and I have things to do that day. And because I'm forcing things, I'm, I'm making things happen. Whereas I could have said, what is a workout? What would feel good today? You know what? A yoga a yoga would feel really good today and nourishing. And I would feel, you know, really served and I would feel really cared for. And that is where that's coming back to that leadership, right? We're just having such a good leadership conversation. You and I love it. Um, it's asking ourselves, what do I desire? What will serve me and everything coming from that pure place. I love that. Oh, so good. Well, Jen, thank you so much for for being here, for sharing your time, for sharing your wisdom. This has been such a great conversation. We've spanned 
a ton of things, which is what I, these are the conversations I love the most. I, when I have guests come on and I'm like, okay, I know this is what we said we we're going to talk about, but <laughs> let's just see where the conversation goes. And I feel like we have really delved into a lot of great things today that people can walk away from feeling energized, excited, but also like they have something that they can work with. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, now tell people where they can find you if they want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, follow you, all the things. No, oh, thanks, Kendra. I really enjoyed this conversation too. And I do appreciate the flexibility and the fluidness of conversation versus, you know, these sort of sometimes contrived interviews. So I appreciate how you showed up today as well. Thank you well, so thank much. You. Your your community is very blessed to have you. Um, you can find me at Jen Spiegel. So let's just spell that out because that is a whole <laughs> whole thing. Okay. And the, the underlying joke is always when I say to my husband, if you ever doubt my love for you, you never forget that I took this last name. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, um, Jen J E N just one N and S Z P I G I E L. So Jen Spiegel on all platforms, or you can find the becoming iconic podcast. That's my podcast where I, I pour in I give you actually weekly master classes. So it's a little different of a, a vibe over on the podcast. And that's been a top 10% downloaded podcast for over, uh, I guess, two years now. So it's exciting to host that. And of course, my website, jenspiegel.com. Awesome. And I will definitely have all those linked down in the show notes. People can easily just grab those links and go follow you and find you. So thank you again, Jen, for being here. I really appreciate it. I love getting to know you and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the future. Yeah, you too, Kendra. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.